99.5 KKLA up in Los Angeles, the intersection of faith and reason right here at the Frank Pass Story Show. And it's amazing how you bump into people and you know so many of the same people. You know what I mean? I, I knew the name Lad Allen because Lad is the producer and director over at Illustra Media. Now, who are they? They're simply the organization, the best organization that does Christian educational material on well, you've seen them probably. They're just excellent. It's like uh, Pixar did them, you know what I mean? Uh, Darwin's Dilemma or uh, The Case for a Creator with Lee Strobel or Unlocking the Mystery of Life, The Privileged Planet, you know. I mean, these are great with Jay Richards. Jay and I have talked about that. Or their latest uh, metamorphosis uh, about butterflies. And so I knew Lad from that, but he just walked into the studio and it was, dude, I had no idea you were on staff with Campus Crusade. You were just a little before me, but we know so many of the same people up with uh, Campus Crusade up in, uh, when it was up in Arrowhead. You were there. I was, 1975, 1982. I came to make films and, and uh, traveled all over the world and worked with athletes in action. It was terrific. Met my wife there, was married out on the lawn. I mean, it was, really? yeah, it was a gr- terrific time. Now, see the AIA film on the, uh, the wrestlers in the Olympics, right? Right, or, 1976. Or, okay, yeah, no, right. I've seen that. And you put, you shot that and you put that together? I mean, that's like the famous AIA video, you know? It was a great experience. Montreal, 1976. My what? We got married a month after I got back. I remember calling my wife from Montreal and she's saying, I'm having second thoughts about this. <laughs> I go, it's, a, it's three weeks before our wedding and you're, you're off shooting a film. But she, uh, she married me and we were married 35 years ago um, in August. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, blessings to her, by the way. Yeah, so, she's so, the greatest. So, Lad, connect the dots for me. I mean, how do you go from shooting you know, sports fi- footage for AIA to the guy who runs Illustra Media? Um, I'll go back a little bit farther. Yeah, no, no, no tell me the story. Gra- graduated from high school. Had no idea what I wanted to do in college other than to play football. Where did you grow up, by the way? Uh, Chula Vista, south of San Diego, sure. 10 miles. Right. And uh, the only thing I was sure of is I wanted to continue to play football. Went to a junior college, played two years. And you looked like a wide receiver. I guy. was, okay. yeah. I had, um, took some photography classes, and my dad encouraged me to take some things that I hadn't done before just to find out. Fell in love with it, took a film class, ended up at San Diego State, went, played ball there for a couple of years, uh, majored in film production, left. By that time, I'd begin to take my Christian faith seriously, trying to, you know, wondering what am I going to do with this experience in film? Right. Uh, I went to work for a secular film company in San Diego. We made car commercials, you know. I, sh- I remember shooting Hoffy Hot Dog commercials with Pat Boone, okay? <laughs> uh, and and uh, at this Christ. time, Campus Crusade connected with us uh, to do some commercials with them. I ended up at a place called Arrowhead Springs, yes. met a man called Dr. Bright, and he said, yes. you've got to come here and make films for us. And I said, sounds great. And, and uh, I, through an amazing series of events that would take hours to recount, I ended up at Campus Crusade for seven years, traveled all over the world, shot ah. what they were doing. Uh, tremendous right, blessing. Stop, stop there for a second, sure. because I, I had the same kind of thing, but mine ventured off differently. I met with Bill Bright, and at the time, I'm meeting with him, thinking about going on staff, and, you know, I'm the ex-pro athlete and all this stuff, right? Um, go through that process, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, the pay can't be a whole lot. It's a ministry. They're probably, you know, the salary's probably 40, 50 grand a year kind of thing. You can live on that. It wasn't until way deep into the process, lad, that I, I found out you had to raise support. Well, exactly. <laughs> and like, when, I met, when I met him the first time, I did, I, I, said, I was so excited. I just, what, what 
you know, just so I could plan how much, how do you, what's right. the salary here? He says, well, you'll be entitled to raise your own support. And I said, what? <laughs> and, and, and so someone came down and explained it to me. And that's what made it amazing because it was the last thing in the world I wanted to do. Right. But clearly when it, I was able to do it and confirm <laughs> that this is what I told my dad about it, he looked at me and said, you went to college to do what? Right. And, uh, I had the same experience. He They're became going, very supportive my, of me. Yeah. My in-laws were going, so wait, wait, what are they going to pay you? And it's like, well, no, no, we have to raise support. Like, what? You're going to go. And so here's an ex-pro athlete going around mm. asking couples and, you know, yeah. people at church and friends, you know, support us for $50 a month kind of thing. Very humbling process. I'm glad we went through it, but it was yeah. just so. But I thought, you know, I'm interviewing for a job and they're going right. to I'm going to get a paying gig here. And right. it was no, it was the opportunity to go on staff. So you shoot stuff for uh, for yeah. Bill Bright and Campus Crusade literally all over, like where all over the world. Oh. Asia, Africa, Europe, everywhere, Every, everywhere they were working. We went to document the work that was going on. I left there in 1982, became part of Moody Institute of Science, sure. which was making Moody science films. Uh, it was part of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. We were based in Whittier. Worked there until 1997. They decided to get out of the film business. And uh, my colleague, uh, my editor, the, my, the guy I've edited with, with for 15 years and traveled around all over with the uh, greatest guy in the world, Jerry Harned and I, we're without a job and we're looking for a direction to go and we decided to keep going in film and we started uh, Illustra Media along with Jim Adams in 1997. Set up in our house, we had so much income to work with, we set up a shop in our house, we were editing in Jerry's <laughs> bedroom, I was writing and producing the films in Family Room. 15 years later, we're still doing the same thing. Uh, we keep overhead down, put all the money in, onto the screen and uh, so we've been making these films as Illustra Media since 1997 and Again, the uh, the blessings have been extraordinary. Well, lad, the quality of the stuff is really good. I, I mean, I didn't know that you were the guy that actually put the whole thing together, but no, it's like a Pixar quality stuff. It's just great stuff. Well, we know? work with great guys. We have a network of freelance people all over the country. We have an animator, Joseph Gondilas in North Carolina. Tim Eaton is a photographer in Santa Barbara. Mike, Mark Lewis writes our music for us in L.A. Uh, mm -hmm. A number of really committed guys, and we work closely with Discovery Institute. That's the think tank yes. that really drives the intelligent design movement. Steve Meyer, Jay Richards, Paul Nelson, so yes. many of these guys that have really guided the science portions of our films. And uh, it's just a, a network of freelance guys that are committed to what we're doing and like working with us. So it's, it's been great. All right. So lad, I, I don't want you to feel like you're rushed at all. I want to, I want to talk about each one of these. Sure. Because they all have a, a T I haven't seen them all. I've seen Darwin's dilemma and unlocking the mystery of life. I haven't seen case for a creator with Lee. Right. 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 Uh, Jade raves about his work with the privileged planet and I haven't seen the new one, Metamorphosis, yet. Well, get so, on the ball here, no, Frank. No, What's dude, wrong I, with I you, know. man? <laughs> well, you yeah. asked me to come down to the yeah, opening. Uh, uh, Remember when I right, had you on last right, time? Right. All right, so let's go in the beginning. So yeah. what are you trying to get done? What, what blesses your socks off? I mean, who do you have in mind as your audience, lad, when you're putting right. these things together? Uh, since in 1996, I met Steve Meyer through a mutual friend. Steve is, has been one of the driving forces between the, behind the intelligent design movement yep. in the world. And, and for those that aren't familiar with it... Um, it is a scientific research program based on um, presenting a case for intelligent design in the universe. For it's it's a an, an an effort to take the most recent cutting edge scientific evidence and use it to build the case for design. Not All right, so let, let's come at the criticism then. If right. I'm listening to this, I'm going. It says creationism warmed over. Who are you kidding? Yeah, then that's often the criticism. Right. Where, where the the big difference, I suppose, is that. Though, though many of us, most of us are Christians, some aren't, 
The point is not to uphold the validity of Genesis, okay, from, as a biblical narrative, um, but it is to base the case entirely on scientific evidence. This, the, and the reason is that this gives us an opening into other venues, colleges, universities, uh, your, your skeptical neighbor next door, um, that we're building a case for design based purely upon the scientific evidence. That's the attempt. All right, so what blesses your socks off then? Uh, working with world-class scientists and scholars that are pouring their lives into this to, to build a case that, that documents the evidence for design in a way that, that is as compelling or more compelling than, than scientific materialism, natural selection, Darwinian evolution that dominates mainline science today. All right, so I'll give you an example. One of the things that blesses me when I, when I teach a class or I lead a Bible study or something, and the people don't know I can hear, and I can hear them explaining something that they've learned in class and they've owned it, you know what I mean? Right. And so they get it on their own. Do you ever get a chance to sort of go incognito to where students have been viewing and they've digested and they get it and then they're repeating it because they own it? You know what I mean? That's got to bless your socks off. I've seen it with my own kids. Oh, so, okay, perfect. I, I, I had four boys. I have four boys. They're all, the, the nest is empty right now, but they all went to public high schools, okay? And, and they were in AP biology classes, AP chemistry, AP physics, all the way through and you know, we had talked about these things as they were growing up around the kitchen table and discussed these kinds of ideas. And they, in the, in the years they were in high school, they would, they would bring this up in their classes. They would talk about it and, and they'd bring the films in. And I mean, I had one son who was on the newspaper and he would write editorials about how they were getting an incomplete science education because they weren't looking at the big picture here of, of the flaws in evolution and why design was feasible. So I've seen it with my own kids and then through the years, just emails, cards, letters, communication with people all over the world that have used the films, taken them to skeptical uncles and neighbors across, you know, next door neighbors, people right. they know that, that just have, have bought into really the, the myth of Darwinian evolution just because that's what they've been told to do and really have never thought about it in depth. And We've tried to make the films objective and, and strong and well done enough so even if you are skeptical, you're going to sit down and think about these clearly. I showed Metamorphosis the other night uh, to a group in, in Santa Monica, and, and the guy that was running the screening room you know, came in afterwards and told me that, you know, I've never thought about this that way. Right. He, goes, he, he goes, I've never thought about the idea of the origins of life and, and science from any other perspective than than a materialistic perspective and right. he goes this was in really thought provoking and, see, and, see, and that's that's all you need to do you know what i mean is, is to begin to raise those questions one of the things when i teach it's i try to help my students formulate questions to ask their profs and their teachers to expose some of the weaknesses in a darwin nat, a darwinistic naturalistic you know worldview and it's the precise questions. In fact, I did a thing with Prager that's up at Prager University called the Four Big Bangs. There's not just one. Right. You've got to explain why there's something rather than nothing. You've got to explain the origin of life, how dead stuff becomes living, you know, abiogenesis. You've got to explain, the, you know, how a brain can evolve into a mind. You've got to explain moral awareness and the search for meaning and significance and, and the good. You know, where does that, how does that evolve? Right. And, of course, just raise these questions. And one of the things I constantly hear back from students is, 
we can't even bring that up in class. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, well, no, that's the precise question. Right. You've got to bring the big picture up, as you referred to it earlier. Lad, you got any stuff to give away? Can we give away a couple copies of Darwin's Dilemma yeah, absolutely, right now? Absolutely, I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. For the uh, fifth and sixth caller right now to 888 we will get your email, and then I'll have Lad uh, ship you out a copy of Darwin's Dilemma. When we come back. We'll talk about that, as well as Case for a Creator, Unlocking the Mystery of Life, and the other wonderful products from Illustra Media. Their website, illustramedia.com. Quick break. We'll continue straight ahead right here at the intersection of faith and reason on the Frank Pastore Show with Lad Allen at 99.5 KKLA. Here's rapid traffic from the Azusa Pacific University Traffic Center. 405 northbound is a sluggish ride leaving Culver City. Starting out at National, it's going to be heavy on over towards Getty Center. Then it slows once more from the 101 to Nordoff. Southbound commute on the 405, pockets of delay. Starting up at Santa Monica Boulevard remains that way towards the 605. 110 North out of South L.A. from Gage Heavy through the downtown area past the 101. Doesn't break open till the 5. Southbound 110 is sluggish from the 5 to Florence. Santa Monica Freeway, the 10 going eastbound from 20th Street. It's a challenge out towards the 5 near downtown westbound side of the 10. Busy from the 101 to the 110. In Orange County, they've cleared a crash in Garden Grove, but the 22 westbound continues to be sluggish from not on into Valley View. This report brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger, no freezers, no microwaves, the way it always has been and always will. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. Just the major tie-ups that'll slow you down. Rapid traffic, 99.5 KKLA. Do you believe that the Bible is true? Really? All of it? Or just parts of it? If you believe only certain portions of the Bible, what holds you back from embracing the rest of it? Do you, like many others, have a problem with the origin of man and the earth as recorded in the book of Genesis, the science against Darwinism, and the relatively recent creation of all things? Have the Darwinists fooled you into thinking that the events in Genesis could not have happened according to solid science? Well, please think again, reading concise scientific evidence at the website Genesis veracityfoundation.com to see that biblical history is real history all the way back. It's going to excite you to know that the events recorded in the Bible can be proven. Now get your pen out. That's Genesis veracityfoundation.com The science of the future. Old school, man. The Frank Pastore Show is brought to you in part by American Vision Windows and Galpin Ford, the number one volume Ford dealer in the world. A lot of people in churches, when their car breaks down, hear car dealers say they'll help, but they don't. And you go out there and talk to them and everything, then they come up and say, well, I'm sorry, we can't do anything for you. That's Freddie, telling us how Jeff at William L. Morris Chevrolet in Simi Valley helped her get a new car. There was none of that. She didn't even have money for a down payment, so Jeff accepted her old car as the down. What they did, it was just impossible. They was also sweet and kind and nice. He even got her a ride to the dealership. They came to Bellflower, where I live, and picked me and the car up. I was just overwhelmed. Hi, this is Jeff Morris from William L. Moore Chevrolet in Simi Valley. If you're one of those wondering about changing vehicles, this very well may be that time. 
William L. Morris Chevrolet in Simi Valley. Call 805-426-5873 like Freddie did. That's 805-426-5873. Go to William Morris Chevrolet and get your car. And go. They stand up to their word. It was very frightening. I just received notification in the mail that uh, I owed $18,000. And no explanation as to why it was owed. The next thing I know, they had attached my wages. I tried to talk to the IRS, and they didn't seem to know anything. It was just that I owed the money. Sandra had a serious problem, and it just kept getting worse. It ultimately went up to something like $62,000. Feeling helpless, she finally called Phil Liberatore at IRS Problem Solvers. They were just so friendly and helpful and sympathetic, and I went in, talked to Phil. He seemed to be amazed that it had gone on for so many years. And within just two or three months, he had it resolved. I ended up getting some money from the IRS. It was just great. Thanks to Phil, I just feel like I can move on with my life. Move on with your life. Call 1-877-6-SOLVER. When you've got major league tax problems, IRS Problem Solvers is your heavy hitter. Call 1-877-6-SOLVER. Does your roof leak? Worried about a few areas when it rains? What about the damage you can't see? Can you really go another rainy season without getting it checked out? You need an experienced roofer you can trust. Born to Roof guarantees all repairs. Every repair is 100% guaranteed by owner Cruz Santana. Born to Roof is the only roofing company in Southern California willing to make that unconditional guarantee. After all, your home is your most valuable asset. Don't wait until you need buckets or pants. By then, the damage has been done. Let the experts at Born to Roof inspect your roof before it rains again. State licensed and insured, they'll repair just what's necessary. Cruise guarantees it, residential or commercial. Call Born to Roof and ask for Cruise at 877-276-2763. Mention KKLA and get a $150 gift card towards any roof repair job. And Cruise will give seniors an additional 10% off the cost of repairs. 877-276-2763. 877-276-2763. This portion of the Frank Pastore Show is brought to you by Forest Lawn's 10 Southern California Memorial Parks and Mortuaries. Honor their life. Honor their memory at Forest Lawn. Oh, that's not fair. I can't do it. No, I have to do it on the air. (laughs) All right, welcome back to the Frank Pastore Show. And some people are bummed because... They really wanted the DVD, you know what I mean? And so it's like, well, I just can't give it to them. I said that, you know, two of them, and the third caller wanted one. So, look, let me do it right now. For the uh, third caller right now, okay, I will give you a new copy of Illustra Media's uh, brand-new DVD, Metamorphosis, that just came out, okay? Our phone number, 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. And then don't be mad at me if you don't win, Okay. I'm talking to Lad Allen, Lad Allen, and uh, his team over at uh, Illustra Media. I have put together just wonderful resources. Hopefully, you're familiar with them. If not, go to the website illustramedia.com and just check out this great stuff that they have regarding the question of origins. Uh, the trilogy that Lad, I want you to explain here is unlocking the mystery of life. You guys did that, no two. Then you followed it up with The Privileged Planet in 04 and then Darwin's Dilemma in 09. Why that order and what's being addressed in each one of those? Sure. Um, it really started in 96 when I met Steve Meyer. He was teaching at the time at Whitworth University. Flew up, spent a week with him. He really, the, the ID movement, intelligent design movement was really kind of in its beginning stages yep. at that point. And it was 
a lot of scientists were getting together, figuring this out and, and how they were going to build their case collectively. Scientists all over the world. Scott, um, so the first film we made was Unlocking the Mystery of Life. We started and stopped three times because we ran out of money. <laughs> and we finally finished in 02. And it dealt with the arguments for intelligent design based on biochemistry. Yes. And molecular biology uh, based in large measure on work by Michael Behe. Yes. Who wrote a book called uh, Darwin's Black Box. Yep. Concept of Irreducible Complexity. Little Machines in Your Cells. Yes. Uh, stop right there. We did it a thing at, uh, at, at Talbot. I want to say like 92, 93, 94. We had Meyer there. Steve was there. Right. We had Behe down. We had several others. And out of that came really the launch of the ID movement. And we did this at Talbot like in 92, 93, 94. And, uh, and I met all those guys and heard them lecture. And I still remember the first time I heard the mousetrap illustration, right. you know, on irreducible complexity. Take a moment, lad. I want to hear how you guys lay that out. Just because yeah. it's so profound. For those of you that have never heard this, just consider this as just an itty-bitty microcosm of the huge Magnus problem of irreducible uh, complexity. Lad, lay it out. The big problem is saying it, right? Irreducible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> but, I do this for a living. Yes, this yeah. right. Used to play baseball, though. Um, Mike Behe, uh, a biochemist at Lehigh University, um, came up with an idea, and, and he was studying uh, bacterial, bacterial flagellar motors, little motors in the cell, um, little outboard motors that drove cells through liquid. And they're made up of about 40 component parts. And Behe's contention was that this couldn't have evolved step by step, one step at a time. And all the pieces had to be there collectively in order for the motor to work. Well, the, the mousetrap became kind of the example. You have major pieces of mousetrap. You have the platform. You have the spring. You have the catch. Um, you have the, the, the hammer that goes down and smashes the mouse. If any one of those pieces are missing, the mousetrap doesn't work. It's, it, it does, it's not a mousetrap. It won't, it won't uh, do what it's built to do. All the pieces have to be there at the same time. Well, Darwinian evolution says everything builds incrementally in very strong increments and if it doesn't provide an immediate advantage to the to the animal then it won't keep it it's not like an auto parts store which says i've got this i'll need it someday keep it on the shelf it right. has no foresight all the pieces have to be in place in a mousetrap at the same time while in a molecular level dna cells the, the machinery in the cells much more much more complicated than a, than a mousetrap all the pieces have to be there at once the uh, Darwinian evolution doesn't work that way. Piece by, it works incrementally, small pieces at a time. A designer builds it at once. One, all the pieces collectively integrated in a system that works all at the same time. That's in very simple terms. That's the idea of irreducible complexity. And, of course, the question would be, how do you incrementally build a mousetrap without a vision of what it ought to be at the end? It can't be forward-looking at all. It can't say there's, there's no mind or brain or right. intelligent designer at all in Darwinian naturalistic evolution to say, okay, now we need a hammer or we need a spring or we need to bring the rod back to hold down the hammer until someone comes to get the cheese. And then why do we need cheese? You, there's none of that. Right. You're flying blind completely, hence the blind watchmaker idea. It's just how do you do this piecemeal incrementally so you need it all there? And that's just one teeny example of the unbelievable complexity you need for a cell to function, right? right. And so that's what Behe's in. I remember him laying that out at right. Talbot.
and it's been a revolutionary idea and and certainly has you know evoked lots of controversy during the last decade uh steve meyer was working on dna and and the the genetic code within the dna molecule uh the most highly concentrated source of information in the universe and 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 the the blueprint or the code for every living organism is wrapped up in the dna and this information again it's like if you dump scrabble letters on a table you're not going to spell the first word of shakespeare's play let alone shakespeare's play well the information in dna is is much more complex than that that information information of that magnitude doesn't happen by chance or blind processes it, it's those levels of information are always the product of design of now, intelligence lad whenever i've asked this to naturalists right. and darwinianists they sort of i don't i don't get an adequate response you know they snow you with all this big you know blind you with science big terminology but it all comes down to okay how do you explain irreducible complexity for a cell to function how do you get it piecemeal how do you explain all these molecules arriving at just the right time? You know, and you do the Scrabble and the monkey right, and right. the junkyard and all right. this stuff. They, they don't have it. Is there, well, let me do it as a question. Right. Is there now an adequate response that a Darwinist has to the problem of irreducible complexity? None that I've read. I mean, I mean you know, we, we could talk about this for hours and you can go through. And even, even the mousetrap example, a guy will say, okay, I built a mousetrap without the platform. I took the spring and the hammer and I, I nailed it to the floor, and, and it would work. Well, okay, it was missing a piece, so it, it worked. That proves it isn't right. Well, no, it proves that you're, you as the engineer figured out a way to take the pieces that remained. It, they, those pieces didn't, you know, it needed yeah. an engineer to design a three-piece mousetrap, okay? So you haven't solved the problem. You still need a designer to build it that way. And you have a replacement platform. Yes, That you means have, you had a, in correct. your mind the need for a platform. Absolutely. You don't have that. Right. And so every time you push... Their, their hypothetical scenario, it always devolves to this. It's like, well, right. wait a minute. How do you explain this? This is great stuff, lad. So that is in Unlocking the Mystery of Life. Correct. So that deals with, with what? Biochemistry D primarily? DNA, genetic code, biochemistry, molecular machines. The, cell is, the cells in our body, the trillions of cells in our body, are, are, are little cities. I, I mean, just jam-packed. Darwin thought the cell was a blob of protoplasm right. in 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 essence, and in, in, in reality, what we've discovered through you know 20th century technology, 21st century technology, is there there's an absolute city going on in here that keeps each of these cells going and alive, and keeps living organisms alive. They are incredibly complex with little machines, and all of these systems that are involved in keeping life going and yeah. extremely fine tuned. Yeah, by the yeah, way, absolutely, and all this right. is what we deal with in unlocking the mystery of life. Correct. Glad we got one minute. What's the privileged planet about? Okay, deals with the arguments for design based on cosmology and astronomy. It was based on a book by Guillermo Gonzalez and Jay Richards. We live in a, a universe very finely tuned for life. The laws of physics, and and all of the elements that keep the universe together, are designed for life. Earth wouldn't exist. It wouldn't be a living planet without a finely tuned universe that culminated in life on Earth. Well, there you go, those creationists again. All yeah. you need is a whole bunch of time and chance yeah. and random collisions of molecules in a random right. universe and things happen. Come on, I watched the Carl Sagan's video. There you go. You know? Well, and that's why that's why I want people to understand your stuff. Right. You know? So right. go to illustramedia.com, check it out. We've talked about unlocking the mystery of life and the privileged planet. We come back. Darwin's dilemma, the case for a creator that he 
he did with Lee Strobel and their brand new piece entitled Metamorphosis, the Beauty and Design of Butterflies. In fact, they have set up a website just for Metamorphosis. It is metamorphosisthefilm.com, and of course it was done just this year. Quick break, we'll continue with Lad Allen right here at the intersection of faith and reason on the Frank Pastore Show at 99.5 KKLA. Hey, pastors and church leaders, listen up. Tuesday is our free Impact 2011 conference out at APU. Pre-register right now at kkla.com. Here's rapid traffic from the Azusa Pacific University Traffic Center. Trouble on the 405 northbound past Hawthorne. It's a crash blocking the left lane. The drive slows down near Crenshaw. Then it loads up again from National to Roscoe in the valley. Your southbound commute is pretty tough. In pockets from Wilshire out of West L.A. all the way towards Seal Beach Boulevard, you're looking at a tough commute. On the 101 South out of Agoura from Lost Hills, heavy to the 134, opens up only to slow once more. Hollywood Boulevard into downtown L.A. towards the 5. North 101 pockets of delay starting up at the 5. Breaks open near Havenhurst. In Orange County, it's a busy commute on the 5 north from Jeffrey to Harbor. Southbound side is a tight squeeze between the 22 and Grand and then again from the 405 to Alicia. Also watch for the 22 westbound to be stacked up between Beach Boulevard and the 405. This report brought to you by McDonald's. For a limited time, the McRib is back at McDonald's. Enjoy one with a Dr. Pepper and America's favorite fries. Only at McDonald's. I'm loving it. Just the major tie-ups that'll slow you down. Rapid traffic, 99.5 KKLA. Hey, gang, let's run out to the heart of the San Fernando Valley at Roscoe and the 405 and check in with my buddy Don Rohde out at Galpin Ford. How are you doing, Don? Well, I'm doing Frank. Uh, I'm doing just fine. And listen, have you ever started a new business all on your own? Uh, my pitching lessons thing that I did, but I wouldn't really qualify as a business. So no. Yeah, that's for sure. Neither have I, but, uh, you know, it takes a lot of guts to pull it all together and put it all on the line. Like Dar and Carol and Brensell did, uh, a number of years ago, over 15 years ago, Dar started his business dealing with printers and supplies in his garage 15, over 15 years ago. Okay. And it took off. They actually grew rapidly. They even signed up some major corporations with great supply contracts. In fact, he was invited, Frank, to New York and was offered work with one of the world's largest corporations. Well, they moved out of their garage into their own corporate offices, and then a merger happened. That company caused them to lose 80% of their business. Oh, wow. And five years ago... They lost everything. Everything was repossessed. And then recently, guess what? Dar's engine blew up and the car that he was driving to work. Well, they went to other places, but they weren't satisfied with the treatment. And actually, Carolyn, his wife, called my 818-262-2092 cell number. But she told me later that they really did not think that they could get credit with us. Well, we did. We found them a beautiful black-on-black 2007 Ford 500 with low miles and every option you can think of. And guess what? It turns out that Carolyn's father, 60 years ago, used to work as a salesman for Galpin Ford. No way. All right, so, folks, another reason why you should call Don Rohde out at Galpin Ford, his cell phone again, 818-262-2092. Check out the web, the inventory out at Galpin at galpin.com. Are you in the midst of a financial crisis, worried about losing your home? Have you tried talking to your lender, but nobody's listening? No matter how dire your situation may seem, Oak Tree Law can help you keep your family's home with the Oak Tree Shield of Foreclosure Protection. 
Let's face it, a lot of homeowners aren't aware of the different home protection programs available. Oak Tree Law is, and they've worked with all the major lenders. Whether it's modifying a predatory loan, debt relief through a bankruptcy, or negotiating a second lien for pennies on the dollar, Oak Tree Law knows you can't fight this battle alone. They can offer you a shield to protect your home and assets. Don't lose another night's sleep. Call Oak Tree Law now and decide which option is best for you and your family. Call 855-777-4445. Your home is your castle. Defend it with the Oak Tree Shield of Foreclosure Protection. Credit cards and payment plans accepted. 855-777-4445. This is great stuff. If you've never heard this, you need to get exposed to all of the resources that are available to you to try to respond to some of the objections and questions that are raised against the veracity and truthfulness of a biblical worldview. I mean, I was an atheist for 27 years. I never heard this stuff. And now it is just so easily accessible. It's available all over. Wonderful DVDs like what uh, Luster Media puts out. There's go to a bookstore and just simply ask some questions. I mean, I was a sold-out Darwinist, a sold-out evolutionist. And so I couldn't hear the gospel. I couldn't hear a presentation of the Christian worldview because I had all these intellectual obstacles out there, you know? How, and how, how could you even believe the Bible, right? How could you believe in miracles? And, and how could you over-trump natural law? And what about reincarnation and all this other stuff? So I was a sold-out atheist evolutionist. And it wasn't until I got exposed to some stuff that raised questions in my mind that chinks in the armor had begun. So now there's a group like Illustra Media. And I've got Lad Allen, the producer and director, uh, in, in the studio here, and we're talking about this stuff. You need to go to their website uh, for, the, for their, uh, their most recent documentary. It's entitled MetamorphosisTheFilm.com. Go and check it out. It's simply excellent. In fact, we've got a copy to give away right now, fifth caller, to 888 the fifth caller. I want to send you one of these DVDs on Metamorphosis, the Beauty and Design of Butterflies. So, Lad, if I get this right, the first three things that you did, Unlocking the Mystery of Life in 02, The Privileged Planet in 04, and Darwin's Dilemma in 09, that's really biochemistry, then cosmology, The Privileged Planet with Jay, and then you turn to the problems in the fossil record that you've entitled Darwin's Dilemma. What was his dilemma? Well, when Darwin wrote Origin of the Species, his seminal work and, and explanation for how, how life evolved on Earth, uh, in, he, he spent a great deal of time in the book dealing with one specific problem, and that was the fossil. He had predicted a, a gradual progression of life from simple to complex, small incremental changes, and he studied fossils. He, he was aware of a, a dilemma of a problem he faced, and that was that he should have seen evidence for gradual evolution. And what he saw was an explosion of life in a, in a level, in a, a level of the, the fossil record that we call now call the Cambrian era, the Cambrian layer. He saw complex life forms exploding into existence with no incremental fossils below them in the fossil record. This, this he recognized as a significant problem, and he addressed it in his book. So we produced Darwin's Dilemma. We shot it in China. We shot it in Wales. We shot it in England. We shot it in, in many different places and, and explored this dilemma that Darwin faced in Origin of the Species and, and the implications of it, which really point to 
an almost immediate, a very dramatic explosion of complex life on Earth, not a small gradual progression. All right, let me, in my, let me in my layman's way try to lay this out so people can sort of get a mental image of sure. this. It's known as the Cambrian Explosion. It occurred about 530 million years ago. It is a sudden explosion of life. Now, go back to what Lad was just saying. In simple to complex development, you have all life forms originating in a single cell, plant and animal, right? One living cell that begins the whole thing, and of course, it occurs by chance. That's the, that's the story. So you should see, as you dig deeper and deeper, uh, a series of complex at the very top all the way down to the most simple at the bottom. Think of a, uh, a pyramid, all right, down to a single point, which would be the living cell in the beginning, and then a diversity of life. And if you're really creative and you play 3D chess, do it 3D, right? All right, so there's an inverted pyramid. The problem is when you actually dig into the fossil record, you get down to a layer known as the Cambrian layer. And there is an explosion from five body types or five phyla to over 70 almost instantly. So it either happens so fast it's not observable, or so slow and incremental, it didn't leave a record. But you're looking at the fossil record. And so how do you explain this? So every geology student, every biology student right now, junior high, high school, whatever, you need to be aware of raising the question in your class, what about the Cambrian explosion? We don't see simple to complex development. We see an ex sudden explosion about 530 million years ago in a huge diversity of life that is simply inexplicable. I mean, you, you really have a miraculous appearance of from five phyla to 70. Is that fair to say? Lad, is that yeah, good? I think that's probably a, a good estimate. And the beauty of this argument, it, regardless of how old you think the Earth is, it, it's really not an, an age question. It, the issue here is, in fact, it's very powerful because you can give Darwinists, the thing they always need is time. You know, give me, you can give them all the time they need in these issues. It, it, uh, you need a billion years, whatever you want for life to form, you can give them the time they need. And, and Darwinian evolution still cannot ex account for what's really occurred in the history of Earth. Well, and Led, I remember it goes from, I, I did a graph on this in my classes. You go from 5 to 70, you've got 40 that go extinct. And then you're, you're left with the 30 phyla today. And, folks, phyla is a lot bigger than species like St. Bernard and Dalmatian. It's a it major cat. Think vertebrate, invertebrate. I mean, it's, it's really, really big to go from 5 to 70, have 40 go extinct and 30 left. Where's the record for this? And it's suddenly when there's this sudden explosion, what's known as the Cambrian explosion. All right, so that's Darwin's dilemma. Right, and that, was, that completed the trilogy. We were, the, the, the real foundational arguments for design were in the fields of biochemistry and genetics, cosmology and astronomy, fossil record. And so our original plan, the grand design here for us, we had a plan. We had foresight, right, when we were doing these. Right. The idea was to create three films that would present the major arguments, the big arguments for design. And so we completed that finally in 2009. These three films became the trilogy. Then we moved. We actually, actually between... Privileged Planet and Darwin's Dilemma, we did produce Case for Creator with Lee. Yeah. It was based on his book. The book had just come out. It was very popular. Oh, hugely popular. And, no, that you needed to jump on that. Well, and, and you Lee, did. Lee was an atheist, and one of the real defining bodies of evidence that brought him to Christianity was science. Right. And, and, and so Case for Creator was based on his book, and it's a compilation of all of the arguments into one film. And... It, it's told through his life, through his conversion, through his search. His wife became a Christian. He wasn't. He was convinced their marriage would end. 
and he finally decided, okay, I'm going to find out one way or the other. Either I'm going to be convinced and, and they'll become a Christian or we, I won't and we'll get divorced. And he spent two years studying, and a big part of it was looking at science, looking at the scientific evidence. And he became convinced at the end of two years it would take more faith to believe there wasn't a God than there was than to believe there was one. Well, and Lee, and I've had him on the show many times, right. is this uh, you know re- reporter covering the mafia in Chicago, basically. And right. so he, he was sort of a hardened guy. And so he just wanted to follow the facts, like that old Dragnet episode, you know, just the facts, man. Right. So you do those, and then now you're out with your latest. And I want to talk about Metamorphosis. Right. I have not seen it. I've seen some of the other stuff. But... Is it as is as good? Is it consistent in the production? Did you do more animation, less? I mean, what's different about Metamorphosis? I think it's the best film we've ever made. Really? Yeah. Uh, I. It, it's interesting. I mean, all of these films have been an, a real joy to work on. Um, they're challenging. They're important. For me, you know, you asked me earlier, what gets me up in the morning? Yeah. Well, well what, do, what does is dealing with the, the big questions of life, you know? Why are we here? Uh, is there something bigger than just the the matter and energy that swirls around me? This this is this is what gets me going. And we we got through with this trilogy finally in '09, and we really dealt with some significant scientific issues. And prior to this time, you know, I, I'd seen March of the Penguins, and I'd seen David Attenborough's planet earth series he's just spectacularly beautiful nature films yeah and i woke up with one morning and i said you know i I really we we need to go we want to try something different we're going to do a a true wildlife film here with a design message and then the question was okay what what what's the subject matter well we want to do something that can't hurt us can't eat us and we don't have to go to a cold (laughs) place to shoot very good. But Very good. I it, like that. It was a little deeper than that. But, no, but that's good. Uh, yeah, but, but it, it factored <laughs> into the equation, right? My wife was relieved that, you know, we weren't going to do lions or killer whales or something. And, but we, um, or, really, the big, the big factor was 20 years early, earlier, Jerry Harnett and I had had the opportunity to work on a very short film about butterflies. It was 1989. It's a 10-minute film, and it was an absolute joy to work on. And I said, Jerry, you know, someday we're going to revisit this. Well, in the, we'd finished Darwin's Dilemma, and we were kind of going for the first time in like a decade. It was like, okay, what? it's like that movie Princess Bride, you know, when they got to the end, and the guy goes, well, what do I do now? You right, know? right. Well, well, I felt, okay, where do we go next? And, and when we decided to pursue this, it was like, okay, this is beautiful subject. It's a subject that people just have an inherent kind of interest in i mean yeah. you see a butter this is just among the most beautiful creatures in creation and and the evidence for intelligent design and the case for design in the life cycle of a butterfly a worm a caterpillar turning into this magnificent winged insect and right in the middle of it it kills this itself in, in a chrysalis stage it, it's it offered some of the most spectacularly unique arguments and evidence for design that we dealt with and and all of these things kind of work together, and so God called you to Maui. Well, we right. didn't go to Maui. We went to we went to Mexico. Uh, the film was shot partially in Ecuador, and we shot a lot of it in Florida at the oh. University of Florida, and then at Butterfly World, which is the largest free flying butterfly exhibit in the world, and in the family room of my house, for, where for a month I raised monarch caterpillars. No so, way. Yeah, my wife <laughs> my, my my wife was raised on a farm, and I I, I the frustration was. We needed life cycle elements, eggs hatching yeah, and yeah. molting. Well, 
just these things don't happen when you want them to. Okay, that's the big deal with working with animals. They don't take direction well. I can't say I want you to hatch yeah, at nine o'clock butterfly. in the morning. <laughs> you know, and I can't. And so finally, I realized I, I'm going to have to have 24/7 access to this. And so I went down to San Diego. A guy was raising monarchs. He he had some plants. He got the mo- the female to lay eggs. I brought him home and I said, Joni, guess what we're going to be doing for the next month? And she, like I say, she was from a farm. So she likes livestock and raising plants. Yeah, and but stuff. this is caterpillars yeah, and butterflies. Yeah, but that's okay. We set him up in the family room with the gear, <laughs> the lights, all of the equipment. Um, and we waited for him to hatch. And, and eight, I had eight eggs and all of them hatched within two hours. <gasps> and it was like, whoa. So I got the shots I needed. And then Joni gave all the caterpillars names. There was Billy and Freddie and Frank. We had a Frank. We had a no Frank. Way. Yeah. He was the fat, slow one. Well, yeah. Yeah, but he could throw a fastball 92 miles an hour, you know? And, and so every morning we'd get up and we'd look for them. We'd find them. They'd be crawling on the roof up the, you know. What, they were loose in the room? Well, yeah. Well, they'd eat and then they'd get hungry and then they'd go looking around for more food. Weren't so, you afraid you were going to step well, on Frank? Well, we had to be careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frank, Frank averted death many moments. Oh, man. But all right, Lad, listen, we got to do a break. All right. All right, so we're going to leave Lad Allen in his living room chasing his loose monarch butterfly caterpillars. All right, quick break. We'll continue. By the way, third caller right now, I want to send you a uh, Metamorphosis DVD courtesy of Illustra Media and my guest, Lad Allen. Our phone number, 888-995-5552. We are going to keep one so that I can watch it, all right? 888 We'll continue straight ahead on the Frank Pastore Show with my guest, Lad Allen, from Illustra Media here at 99.5 KKLA. Here's rapid traffic from the Azusa Pacific University Traffic Center. Look out for a crash in West L.A. now on the 405 south before Santa Monica. It's in the carpool and left lane. Backup begins at Wilshire, and then it's slow and go well ahead towards Seal Beach Boulevard in Orange County, north 405. That's a heavy commute at National. By the time you make Skirball Center, though, it does get better. Look for brake lights out of East L.A. on the 60 eastbound pockets of slowing from the 5 to Grand. 10 eastbound looks pretty bad as well from the 5 out towards Vincent and uh, on the 210 eastbound from Pasadena at the 134 interchange. No relief until you get to the Citrus exit. Folks who are north on the 110 are going to find it slow and go out of South L.A. between MLK Junior Boulevard and the 5 interchange. Southbound 110 heavy from the 5 to Florence. In Orange County, 405 northbound. Past 7th, there's an accident in the carpool and the left lane. Shut down. Traffic slows out the 55. And then on the south 405, right before Culver, there is a wreck in the right lane here with slowing from the 55. This report brought to you by Mini. Visit SoCalMiniDealers.com to schedule a test drive for the new two-seat Mini Coupe with a speed-activated rear spoiler and six-speed transmission. The new Mini Coupe, hold on. Just the major tie-ups that will slow you down. Rapid traffic, 99.5 KKLA. Hey, gang, time to check with the uh, money guys over at Applied Financial Planning. Robert Micone, Bill O'Connor, or now the new guy, Tom Grafeo. Tom, with all this talk about Obama's loans plan, uh, what's going on? Well, it looks like it could be a good program for a few people if, if it's properly implemented across. I mean, it's still very new, and the banks haven't really come out with the final part of it yet. But it looks like it actually could happen as soon as December 1st, Frank. looks like it could be a good deal for them. All right, so what are you counseling your clients like me to do? Do we any action at this point? You can actually go on the Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae website and find out if your loan is owned by Freddie or Fannie. If it is, you have a potential to go ahead and have it refinanced. If it's not, I'm sorry, this program's not going to be able to work out for you. Um, but it's something that if it does work and you are underwater, this could be a great program. I know I'm going to go back and look at my notes of the people I talk to and see if I can find some folks that uh, may, may benefit from this because it can be a great program. And it, overall, 
as a stimulus for the retirement people that are looking at, if it affects a million or so homeowners like they're talking about, this could add some new money to the economy that really would not otherwise have been there. Tom, a lot of people know Robert Mycone and Bill O'Connor, and you are the new guy, Tom Grafeo, but you've been there for several years. What area do you specialize in? My thing is counseling with people and talking to them about um, their financial plan and comprehensive financial planning. Frank, you know, I really like to get into what's uh, important to them and to the clients that we meet with. And i got to say, in the last couple of uh, weeks, certainly, uh, more and more I've been meeting people, and they've been talking about uh, certainly what fans they are of yours, and uh, they're... They're they're all raving about uh, about you and in, and it's certainly the you know how we'd like to work together. Well, gang, that's why I tell you to call the money guys at Applied Financial Planning. Their number eight six six seek counsel. That's eight six six seven three three five two six eight. Your independent, unbiased advisors, the money guys at Applied Financial Planning. Check them out online at seekcounsel.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. The Frank Pastore Show is brought to you in part by the Masters College and Forest Lawn Memorial Parks and Mortuaries. The economy is tough. Getting a mortgage doesn't have to be. Hi, this is Adam, host of the Truth and Lending radio program and president of YourChristianLender.com. Interest rates are at all-time lows, and you have options. You can save hundreds of dollars a month on your mortgage payment, or rates are so low on a 15-year mortgage that you can pay off your home a lot sooner, save hundreds of thousands of dollars in principal and interest, and not change your monthly mortgage payment by much, if anything at all. Call me today and you will be able to take two months off with no mortgage payments. That's right, no payment on your mortgage until January. We're able to do this because we are a direct lender, and we are able to close in two to three weeks, and that's a promise that I can keep. This is Adam, 866-800-6767, or online at yourchristianlender.com. That's yourchristianlender.com. Hi, this is Frank Pastore, and you've heard about E. coli termite and pest control services, right? How they use non-toxic alternative methods to kill termites. Well, I am pleased to announce that E. coli has once again been voted a daily news favorite the second year in a row and the best green exterminator by L.A. Magazine. Here's the owner of E. coli, Susan Fries. The name E. coli means ecological alternatives. And as a mom, I too am concerned about avoiding harmful chemicals to kill termites around my house. And chemical fumigation is not your only option. We have more clean alternative methods than any other company and our inspectors will carefully explain which method is best for you so call and find out about the ecola green advantage dial 1-800-332-BUGS and hey gang right now ecola is offering hundred dollars off on termite treatment for new customers when you mention kkla radio so call them today at 1-800-332-BUGS 100 dollars off hey susan that's really good ecola powerful termite and pest control as gentle as a butterfly that's 1-800-332-B UGS. All right, see, so you asked for a butterfly song. I'm expecting Inagata Davida. <laughs> I'm fearing butterfly kisses. <laughs> And I got this. That's okay. What is it? I, I, it's, it's called Butterfly, by the way. Oh, okay. I put it in the system. I ought to know, but uh, I just like the sort of eerie sound to it. Anyway, Lad Allen is in studio. He is the producer and director of Illustra Media. And if you were just joining us moments ago, we left Lad in his living room. Now, he's the guy that shoots it, the video guy, the film guy. And they're doing a film on just the, the wonder of, of butterflies. And it's now done. It's available. We've been giving it away today, entitled Metamorphosis. And the whole idea is to support intelligent design that it couldn't happen as a result of random chance collision of atoms, right? So Lad's got these in his living room. Now think of this. 
he's got how many did you say? Eight. Eight. All right. So you've got eight caterpillars, and I'm thinking, well, surely they're an aquarium. And no, you have them loose, walk, I mean, walking around your living room, crawling up the wall and stuff. And I and I asked you as we went to break, did you step on any of them? You know, and, and in fact, you even had like the seven dwarfs. You had names for them. That's right. We monarch caterpillars only eat milkweed. Uh, it's it's poisonous. That they absorb the poison into their into their skin, and birds don't bother them because they know if they do, they'll get really sick. And the poison is passed on to the monarchs. But this is another story. Uh, we were raising the caterpillars so I could shoot egg laying, egg laying, and molting, and things that just happen when you're not ready. You don't have a camera on them. Um, so we had them in there for about five weeks and we, they, we ran out of food three times. They ate the milkweed down to nothing. I'd have to go down to San Diego and get, get more milkweed. You could hear them chewing in the morning. It would be really, really quiet at 4am. And if you got close to them, you could hear them gnawing away on these plants. So we raised them and every, we, and they emerged and we filmed all of these things. And every time we would let one go, you know, it would be kind of an emotional experience letting <laughs> Billy or Frank into the world and. And my wife was very close to these, and, and and so we, but we got a lot of great footage, and then we shot in Ecuador, we shot in Mexico, we shot at Butterfly World in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, we shot at the University of Florida, big butterfly research centers, we shot, it was just an amazing experience. Now, lad, during the break, uh, and I want people to do this, go to metamorphosisthefilm.com, okay, or illustramedia.com, take it to the same place, metamorphosisthefilm.com. Look at the four-minute, five-minute YouTube video. That is a tr really a trailer for Metamorphosis. It is just beautiful. So, lad, I'm thinking, my my grandson, who's only two and a half, would love this, right? Because it's so. It's like think of HD Discovery Channel, National Geographic stuff. Okay, that's what this looks like. This is the first film too we've released on Blu-ray. Okay, it it, it and the Blu-ray is extraordinary. Oh. Surround sound. I mean, it, it's it's. Spectacular footage, Tim Eaton, Jerry Harned, Joseph Candelas, all the guys that shot on this just did a marvelous job. Mark Lewis, who is our composer, wrote a beautiful score. He also did some of the photography in Mexico. Uh, we worked with just top flight people on every level. It's got an original score, like all of our films does. I think it's the finest score he's ever written, and it has a compelling case for design. Ann Gager of the Biologic Institute, Paul Nelson, of Discovery yes. Institute, Tom Emmel, University of Florida, Richard Stringer, Ron Buender. We have great people that understand the science of this and why it is such a powerful case for design. I mean, you've got a caterpillar, and you're going to turn it into this magnificent winged insect, and to do so, the caterpillar literally has to commit suicide. It enters a chrysalis stage. It's, most of the organs in its body dissolve into liquid mush, and they're rearranged into some of the most beautiful creatures in the world that look nothing like a caterpillar. A caterpillar can't reproduce. A caterpillar can barely see. A caterpillar can't fly. A butterfly has compound eyes. It can fly. A monarch can fly 50 miles in a day. A mm. uh, caterpillar eats leaves. A monarch sips nectar. I mean, these are totally different creatures. They have the same DNA. Okay. So, so, so this goes back to the whole, like, the origin of the eye or the origin of the wing, something. How do you get this incrementally? Well, you don't. And so, and yeah. so, so, no, wait, wait. You're told. Now, that I've done this with kids, so I've got some experience in doing this, and not nearly what you've done. But I said, okay, we're going to do this incrementally, right? So, and it's trial and error. You're told it's chance, random collision, mutations. You got it. The standard story, right? Okay. So, you're the first bug that's going to, like, launch off of a limb, right? And then you crash and you die. You can't pass on your genetics. You're dead. How, how does this ever get lasting? I mean, how do you, you know, the survival of the fittest, which is really a tautology. 
right? You, you're, 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 you survive because you're the fittest, but you're the fittest because you survive and it's a tautology. So how do you get to a butterfly where this caterpillar becomes goo and then a monarch, you know, or, or whatever the butterfly is. And metamorphosis begins to show you that. Yeah, we go inside the chrysalis. I mean, I mean, it's, oh, really? it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, that we deal with the, it's this process called apoptosis. It's basically cell destruction. The, but, the butterfly cells die. They're broken down into their, most, their smallest molecular components. And then that, that, those raw materials are used to rebuild wings and compound eyes and all these things that the butterfly has. And we, we, we have an animated trip inside the chrysalis. We look at it through MRI imagery. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's stuff that I don't think people have ever seen before. People look at this, and they show it to kids, and their kids love it. Even though, even though some of the science may be above a five- or a six-year-old kid, it is. Right. The imagery and the, what I really love about this, Frank, is that intuitively it's such a powerful you can you can almost turn off the sound and walk away from it going there's no way this isn't designed yeah and yeah. and and yet it it's it's just a very powerful message it's an accessible subject that everybody has some knowledge of but really doesn't know very much about um and we've the response from all of our our customers our vendors our our buyers our distributor our rpi in orange county i mean that these guys are seeing it's a, the greatest response of any film we've ever made all right so lad listen thank you uh the My website pleasure. is metamorphosisthefilm.com we've got two dvds left to give away right now colors five and six we want to send you the dvd just leave us your uh, your email address and we'll go ahead and uh, hook you up it's triple eight Nine nine five 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 two. That's triple eight nine nine five 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 two. The beautiful brand new DVD by Illustrate Media entitled Metamorphosis. Watch the trailer just to see the quality of this at uh, illustramedia.com or at metamorphosisthefilm.com. And we got to make sure we keep one of those so I I can get that lad. Thank you. Quick break. We're going to continue. Uh, if I can speak English. Quick break. We're going to continue straight ahead here at the intersection of faith and reason at ninety nine point five KKLA. 